Today's daf is daf Samech Bet, and the, we'll go back a few lines before we begin, just to start the Mishnah. So we've got a board that's sitting in Rabim, and you, it has water in it. You want to extract water out of it. And it says that the 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 chulia, meaning the uh, earth that surrounds it, so the if you like the fence that surrounds the top of the bore, it itself is asrat fachim. The Gemara is going to address that point. And there's a chalon she'al gabav, and there's a window above it from the shosiachid. You're allowed to memalin mimenu b'shabbos. You're allowed to from your shosiachid, even though this bore is in shosarabim, since the definition of the contents of the bore are sitting in a shosiachid, you can reach over on shabbos draw water off from your chalon and bring it into your house. Okay, How that works, we'll see in a moment. Similarly, the ashpot, if there's an ashpa, which is like a dung heap, not dung heap, like a, like a rubbish heap, it says, if it's if it's again, tent fachim high, so the top of it is defined as rishos yachid, then chalon she'agabah, and there's a window over it, you can simply shof in the tochamayim shabbos, you can simply pour out your water on shabbos onto the top of it because you're taking from rishos yachid, and it's not going to Shesarabim. There's no problem. Okay? There's a lot to talk about. Let's begin the Gemara. <clears throat> First question the Gemara wants to address is, why is it that the you need the wall from the ground up next to the bore to be considered ten Fachim high? Meaning, that one second, we know that if you have a bore that's just ten Fachim deep without a wall around it, it's defined as Rishos and if I want to say that I'm going to be taking from Siachid to Siachid, that's, that's what's the solution. That's what's allowing me to take the water from it. Why do I need the whole wall around the board to go all the way up high? So the Gemara says, That is because the bore itself, the actual inside of the bore, the space of it is not four by four. It's only because in combination with the walls around the bore that it makes it four by four. Okay. Like we've said, the top of the surface, in terms of the chulia and the bore combined to make Rishusayachid. So therefore, that's why, in order for it to be defined as a Rishusayachid, I'm measuring it from the walls, from the ground, and not including the bore itself, because the inside of the bore itself is too small. Ah, then you might ask, but one second. Then if it's too small, then it's not Rishusayachid, but give it, let it, let it be considered a Makom Patur. And if it's a makom patur, why still can I take from that location the water inside and take it into the window of my house? So Reb Chaim here explains. Um, uh, I read Reb Chaim. This is in the middle of Dubarachat or into Dubarachesh in Pirochav Arba. It says, Despite the fact that if it's not more wide, it's still considered makom patur. You'd be able to take water to it. It's Again, it's only Rosh Hashanah that we say the space of Rosh Hashanah goes to Shemaim. If it's less than four by four in the bore, it's Makom Patur, but only the contents of the bore. El Tochabor, Aval Al Gabav, above it, is going to be Mistabre, who have the name of Rosh Hashanah. Why the Pesia Al Gabav? Because the people of Rosh Hashanah won't inhibit their traffic because it's such a small hole. They'll simply walk right over it. And therefore, you'd be nimtza memale derech rushus arabim. You'd be pulling from this makompatur derech rushus arabim all the way up to your house, and you cannot do that. And he says, oh, pligi, he says, actually, that's a machlok at aposkim. And that's what I said yesterday. It was a machlok in Beit Yosef and the Bach, and I said it was further, further learning, but that's the machlok I was referring to there. Whether if you're going makompatur to rushus yachid by rushus arabim, whether it's a problem. And it seems from this Mishnah, like the Beit Yosef, as opposed to the Bach, that it would be a problem. And above we said that the Rishalmi, we didn't look this inside, but the Rishalmi seemed to suggest that it would be considered like a, like that it would be okay. 
But he says the reason why it might be asur, even according to the shita that says you can take from makom patur it might be that the concern is that when you're dropping the bleed down, you might miss the hole and land it in rishusarabim. That's why maybe that's why you need the the um the, the full mechitza to find the space of rishusayachid, so you're not going by rishusarabim or potential of landing rishusarabim. So again, let's just explain it outside. Why is it necessary? Or if we're saying going that's what we're achieving this Mishnah. Why is it necessary for the bore, or I mean the wall around the bore, to be high, ten fachim high? Can't you just look at the bore itself? And the answer is because the bore itself on its own is too small to be found and it's only a makom patur, right? That's why you need it to be too high. However, what it seems to suggest is if it was a significantly wide bore, then you wouldn't need the wall. You wouldn't need a wall at all. You'd be able to take from yachid to yachid, not a problem. Okay, we'll discuss that in more detail soon. Now. Now the Gemara says, Ad Kadun, until now, that only makes, makes sense if we're saying Besamuch. Samuch, and you've got Satum here, but the gears that change according to Rabchaim is Samuch. Meaning, if the, the distance between the bore in Rishusarabim and the wall is very small, such that the space between it is not defined as, as Rishusarabim. Okay? Uh, he's Rabchaim says, She'en Rishusarabim mafsik beinachol and labor. Okay, so it's very, there's a small gap. However, what happens if it's muflag? What happens if this bore is more than four tfachim away from the wall where your window is? And therefore you've got Rosh Hashanah and Mafzik in between. Okay? Now, Rav, Rav Shmuel says it's actually machloket. Chadamar noten neser, the chadamar noetz kaneh. One opinion says you have to actually put a plank of wood from your window going out that is four wide, and that will define the space above that neser as being a Rosh Hashanah. So therefore, you're passing this bucket over the, like, I guess you have to throw it somewhat, past this, um, past the board. And that when you were drawing the water, it's going from Rishusiyachid. And as you start drawing it towards you, it's going over the board, which is Rishusiyachid and taken into your house. So in other words, it would be a problem transitioning the water from Rishusiyachid over Rishusarabim, despite the fact that what? Rishusarabim only goes up to 10 Tvachim high. Nonetheless, it still be Asur. We'll see in a second. The other shit says, no, all you need is some sort of hacker. You don't, in other words, to explain what you're doing, some sort of hacker that I'm doing this only because and I can't drop it down below. In other words, you just need a, you need a kane. But the Gemara says, We don't know which between Rav and Shmuel required the plank of wood and which one only required the hacker. So it says, now, what's this shitter of Shmuel that says that above Esser is a Shvot? He says, this is back in Mesech Shabbos. That was the Moshit Mereshut Yachid Roshut Yachid. If someone's passing something, Roshut Yachid Roshut Yachid, over the Roshut Yachid, above Asara, we say, Pataraval Asur Midarabanan. It's Pataraval Asur. Meaning, despite the fact, really, Roshut Yachid only goes up to 10 Tvachim from the ground. If you're passing over in the, in the, in the zone of Makam Patur, it's Shmuel who still says it'd be Asur Midarabanan. Okay, so if that's the case, if it's Asur Midarabanan, we can understand that it's Shmuel that requires the board that's four wide if this board is at a distance from the distance from the, the house, so that the space that you're passing the bucket over is going to be also defined as Roshot Hayachid. Now, the question is, Hayushnayim. What if two people want to make use of that the, the water? So again, you've got a machloket. Treyamoraim, there's two shitot in Malaraim. Chadamar asara. One says it's just like you have a bore in your chatzer that's shared between two chatzerot. Sorry, actually, this bore is between two chatzerot. You need a proper, 
mamash, a proper like a wall, mechitza. We saw a different shittle, whether it's over it, underneath it, in it, you know, the shittle we said to allow you to take water. So in other words, this bore that's down below on the ground in Shusarabim, this, but that the two different houses want to make use of is no different, if you like, the bore between two chatzairot. The Chorin says, no, you just need arba. You just need a plank of four, and that would be enough. Because Rukhaim said that just serves as a hekar. Now, I'm not sure which direction the, the, the plank would be. I'm assuming it's probably vertically, because horizontally we said that would be like good asik, maybe. But it's, but the point is, it's not, you don't need a problem with chitza. It's just sufficient with the, some sort of hekar. So Gemara says, I don't understand. Why is only a hekar sufficient? Metiv mandama asara, the mandama arba. The shit that said you need a proper wall, just like you need a board between two chatzerot, to the shit that says it's sufficient with wall. Lo nimzu shterishot mishtamshu barashot echad. Isn't this exactly the same in the chatzer? You got two people that didn't make an air of chatzerot together, then mishtamish with a shared reshut. They're both using this board. So why do you, why, you should need a bechitzer in between it, just like you need with the, with the bore between two chatzerot. However, he says, Amalei, the response of the shit that said you need, just need a hacker, says, Amalei rishutara mimavatelet. Now, this is a really interesting point. Rav Chaim says as follows. It says, This is different to a bore in the chatzer. Because the bore between the two chatzerot, uh, that you're going directly there and drawing the water out of it. Here, they're doing a via avir. They get sort of throwing their buckets through the airspace and going down. Because we've said this boar is at a distance from their house, and there's a Rishutah Rabim in between. So therefore, they don't have the same type of shlita, if you want to call authority or control over the boar, that they do in between Chatzerot, because they're both going over Rishutah Rabim to get to there. The Rishutah Rabim kocham because the fact that the Rishurabim is mafsik between their house and the boar, and the same with the other one, it's not, it's, it's, it, it removes their so-called shlita, their authority over that boar. It's not like the boar between two chatzerot, and therefore it's not considered like two people mishtamish with the same chatzer or the same boar, and therefore it would, it's enough with this just heker of this arba. Okay, fine. Let's now do the next mission. Ilan shu meisech ala aretz. Im eino fogavo mina aretz shloshat fachim mevateletachtav. So here we're talking about a tree that has these massive, long, wide branches. Like, I think it's more like a, um, like a chestnut tree or something like, you know, one of these big trees that go around. Uh, in, my, in my young years, we did holidays in Alinda, which is in the Dandenongs of Victoria. And we used to, we went to this property of a colleague of my mum here, telling stories now, I'm sorry. But there was a, there was, the, there were these massive trees used to hide under because they were literally a very lush and bush. And, the, and you could walk into it and you had like a whole house, a room into there. It was quite beautiful. Um, and it says, what if you have something like that? If the branches don't reach towards three from the ground, then then you've effectively got a Rishasayachid now. Because the branches are reaching all the way to the ground, even if based on the wood, it's effectively touching the ground, that makes a nice, that makes a fenced off area. Now, how good is it a fenced off area? We'll discuss. Okay, let's continue. Right, if the, the roots sticking out of the ground, so an old tree with the roots is protruding out of the ground of more than three tefachim, then you cannot sit on them. Now, the reason why you cannot sit on them is because you're being effectively now being mishdamish bilan, and we're not allowed to mishdamish bilan. We've discussed this also in the past, because on Shabbos, because the gzera is a concern shemit losh, you might start picking off a branch or something from the tree and the like. So, therefore, even roots, even though it's not the tree like a physical tree high up on the ground. But it's the root sticking out of the ground. That's enough. The, the zero would still apply. Okay, let's continue. So the mukta itself is the area. Rukhaim explains this like an area that was in the back of a house. 
that they wasn't in high frequent use. And therefore the balabai wouldn't be choshish to make a proper fence in that area. He might just make a makeshift door. Okay. And that door, he might pick it up and put it on, etc. It says, uh, and the chadakim shabapiritza, this is like if you've got like a, a bundle of thorns used to sort of, to listorm a piritza to um, seal off a breach. And similarly, machzelet amat, enolim bahem, you cannot use them to put it there to lock and, and act as a door on Shabbos. So I pick up a door that, and place it in that way, in that way. So it wasn't sitting on a hinge. It wasn't a proper functioning door, just a board, if you like. Um, Elim can, unless they are, says, gvohin mina aretz, unless they're um, hanging. We'll get to that in a moment. The Gemara will discuss that in detail. Now, why is that? Because if you do it, if you just grab a proper board and sort of put it in front of a breach or something like that, then it would be considered, it would look like you're doing bonnet. Looks like you're doing construction on shops. That's a simple understanding, but this is what to discuss in the Gemara. Let's continue. Now it says, So this is de- dealing with a wonderful tree, the one that makes that nice big space for someone to sit under. And we said you can carry in that space. However, that's provided that it's not the size of time. Why? Because you didn't make those walls. Therefore, And the walls were built on their own. It's an area that's what's called not hukaf ledira. And if it's not hukaf ledira, it says it has like the din of a karpaf, where there's a limit to how big the space can be that you can carry within it on Shabbos. Okay, that's what's teaching us by the tree. You didn't make those trees. It's just like the tree was sort of formed, formed those beautiful um, branches on its own. Okay, uh, let's continue. Uh, now it says, um, Now, what it means here is that if you take the mechitzot, that would, that, sorry, the fact that you can't carry in Beit time is provided that you didn't put mechitzot around it. Because if you did put, actually construct mechitzot around where this tree is, now it's going to be hukaf ledira, provided it's asratvachim. And also it's got to make sure if you do make the mechitzot, the piritzot can't be greater than asara. This is like a bit of a sikum on dinei mechitzot, that the bre- if they can have breaches, but they can't be more than 10. And you have to have, again, omed murubala parots. And finally, the omed keneged omed parots keneged parots. And we've said also previously, that if you have omed murubala parots, you can't have that the standing parts or the breaches are in line with one another. There can be clear passage through them. Okay. That's just a quick sikum, if you like, of the dinei mechitzot. That's where El Chaim explains this part of the Okay. Then it adds. But one yeah. might one might say that if you uh, if you uh, like as a gardener you fashioned that tree, then the time would not be a problem. Yeah, I'm not sure if, if I mean you could have you could have like planted trees, but this is the mechitz has been done with the branches. And Reb Chaim says because here it's in, it's it happens may I love. He says um, I'll just read it inside. And it's not only may I love, but you you participate in in fashioning yeah, that I'm not space. Sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I, I think there's a discussion if you actually planted like a head like hedges along the way. There's discussion along mm-hmm. that. I'm not sure though. Um, but this is kind of different because you're not you're not making mechitzas with lots of trees around, say, the edges. The 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 reshut is sort of being formed inside the tree itself by its own sort of space. So I'm not sure if, there's, if that's based on the but I don't know. Okay, let's continue. Um, Ravacha says, Beshem, uh, Beshem Rav, Asu, now you've got the Tlosh here, you should read it, Ladush. Ladush is to stand on Shorshe's Mora Beshabbos. Um, and so, and we say, He Shorshe, Hoshe Ilan, He Shorshe Kruv. So, not only allowed to, we're talking about sitting on it, but you're not allowed to stand on the Shorshe's Mora. So, Rav Chaim says, This is, you're not allowed to Mishtamish Beilan, Shamit Losh. Also, that same din is, you're not allowed to trample on the Shorshe Has Mora. Because again, we're scared you might 
you're just standing on it, also is covered by the Gzer Shamitlosh. And that would also apply, as we said, Shroil and also Shoshri Kruv. Kruv is like cabbage, as opposed to other vegetables, because those Shorashim seem to be, Rav Chaim says, a Mokashe. That's what the Gzer applies, meaning stronger, whereas soft ones seem to be that the Gzer didn't apply to standing on like the Shorashim of, say, softer vegetables. Now, and then it says, Begvuim Shlosha, Aval Engvuim Shlosha Ka'aretem. Meaning when it says you're not allowed to sit on roots of a tree, that's when they're three from the ground. Because that's when the Gzer Shemitlosh applies. However, if it's less than three, then it's like considered like sitting on the ground itself, and that wouldn't be a problem. Okay, let's continue. Manida B'Sha'in Latsirin. Now, this is an interesting piece here, because we're discussing, we said it, the last part of the Mishnah, was you're taking a Delet Shubha Mukta, you're not allowed to take that Delet and place it on the by the Mukta itself, this area in the back of the house, because it looks like you're doing Binyan. Then the Gemara says, that's when, what she'ain latsirin, when it doesn't have tsirin. Now tsirin like hinges, I'll explain this in a moment. Aval yesh latsirin had tsirin, had it tiny, that's what we're going to, that's what it says, that would be okay. So let me just explain the case of a tsirin. There's a machlok, exactly what tsirin we're talking about. If you recall, the way tsirin work, the, the way that tsirins work on the doors is it was like a pin at the top of the bottom of, bottom of the door. And, there was, and it was sort of sat in cups, and that's the hinges. So when it says ain latsirin, there's a machlok at Rishonin, this is back in the Bavli, Exactly what 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 tzir we're talking about. So according to Rashi, it's referring to the tzir, meaning on the door itself. Meaning if the door physically has those hinges on it, then it doesn't look like you're doing binyan anymore. Whereas the Rashba Ritva, they understand that it's actually referring to the petach itself. Meaning if the petach itself has a tzir such that now you can see that, ah, this is a special doorway, then if you're simply resting a door against, it doesn't look like you're doing boner. But importantly, the Ritva says, it's only resting it there. Because if you actually put it in the tzirim, that would be, that would according to Rita, binyan mamash on Shabbos. So in other words, what we're trying to do, we're still only sort of resting it against the doorway, but what the Mishnah is saying is that if there's something that is performed to the doors, according to Rashi, the, the, the door itself has tzirim, according to Rashi, the petach has tzirim, then it won't look like binyan anymore. Okay, that's in a nutshell with a bit of a, bit of a deal on the side. Okay. As it says, delet hagoderet and but still, by the way, delet ha goderet, machzela goderet, kan kilon goderet, poter for no elbe b'shabes. So delet's a door, machzela it's a mat. Kan kilon is. I'm not sure if you remember the picture books we learned when um, we learned Nesla uh, Kalim. But in the back of a plow, there's like a board that used to hold to sort of drive the plow. So that as well, they could take it off, use it to the board. So it says if it's got um, again poter, you can use you can use that poter for no elbe b'shabes. And clearly on Yontov as well. Now we add, need to add a few details here because it, it not only does it, it says, uh, you know, when is it asur, even if they're shurim, even if they're tied and not nitalina, not hanging, that's when it's got a, that's when it doesn't have a tzir. But when it does have a tzir, then it still has to be, it can be nigreret, but it has to be kshura. Okay, I'm adding extra details from Chaim here. I'm doing it outside rather than getting lost inside. So in other words, in the in other words, in the Mishnah, the fact that this door might be tied on, but it's nigret on the ground, and the Mishnah says you can't do it, that's when it's, it might still look like binyan unless there's a tzir. But if there's a tzir, then it still has to be kshura, then it doesn't look like binyan. It can be nigreret. However, then it adds, if you look at machzela kshura v'tluya b'shabas, because it says a machzela that doesn't have a tzir, has to be kshura v'tluya b'shabas, then it's okay. Then But a machzela that doesn't have this tzir, then it has to be not only kshura, but it has to be tluya as well, like we said in a mission, has to be hang- suspended in a way so it doesn't look like binyan. 
In other words, we're trying to do this is nutshell the sugya in terms of what are the what are the alter, alterations that would in a situation that will make it not 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 look like binyan or not. Okay, and that's the that's that's kind of the proof we're trying to bring there. Okay, let's continue. Let's look at the next halacha. This is now halacha te- next mishnah. We saw this mishnah yesterday. This is someone who's standing with shusayachid. He can't reach out and do petir and open the and unlock or open shusarabim. Or vice versa, this is if you if you recall, this is if he's standing and he wants to open for Sarabim's side. The only way he could do that is if he made a mechitza to fence off that area, such that that area would be defined as a Rishusayachid. Um, that's a Dibre Rimer. And that is because why? That is because we're concerned that he will bring the key back towards him. So Amrullah said to him, this is Beshuch Petamim. Now, Petamim, Lefatem, is usually like to fatten up a cow for slaughter. What's a shuk shel fetamim? The Korbanena says it's tabachim, meaning butchers shuk. Because they're the ones that mefatim abehema lishchot. Because they fatten it up in order to shechta to get a good quality meat. That was Shabi Yishayim. So no alim, they used to lock the doors. Uminechina tapet mafteach. And they would place the mafteach bachalon in the window. She'ala agabea petach. Okay, Rabbi Yossi says actually it was shuk shot samarim haya. It was actually in the shuk samarim. Exactly the um the the bavli goes into more uh, more detail in terms of exactly what the circumstances of the machloket is, but uh, the the Yosham has a different focus. We'll see in a moment. Okay, um fine. But the point is that Reb Chaim explains that I'll just read Reb Chaim on this. No limba petach anutam meaning the opening of their reshut was in shusarabim. And they take the the the, the mafteach that was resting in the chalon agab hapetach. Says Despite it was a rishusayachid. In other words, it would effectively then what stand in rishusarabim, do peticha, do the take the key in rishusayachid, use it to unlock rishusayachid, and put it back, and it wasn't chashash shemayaviotlo. That's the simple way the Rishon is understanding the machloket. Um, the I think the Bavli from memory, sorry I didn't look this up before, but I think you know I think he said that actually the Chupatami was actually a caramelite. Really, everyone agrees with Shusarabim, we're choshesh, but not a caramelite. I think it's from memory that's what the uh, the Bavli says there. But again, simply there's no okimta here at all. Let's continue. So Rav Achad says, Rav Chinen Abishem Kana, Ein Alach Rabbi Huda, who's Rabbi Huda? It's a Tanakama. So the Tanakama, the Chachamim in the Mishnah, as in not Rabbi Meir. So Alach is like Rabbi Meir, you have to be Choshe Shemir Vietzlo. Okay. Then it says, Rav Papa Bai, Lama Avad Rabbi Meir, sorry, Lama Avad Rabbi Meir et Hakotel, Begomem, or Kugomem, or Benokev, or Kenokev. Nakuv, sorry. Now, what's the question here? We saw before the, this is yesterday, this year, <laughs> the Rebbe Meir says, Chokakim Lashlim. Okay? Now, that was, if you recall, the gutter was, say, three wide, and we said, Chokakim Lashlim, we sort of carved out some of the wall to Mashlim that area to make Roshasiachim. Now, the question is, how far does Rebbe Meir take this idea of Chokakim Lashlim? Is it only what's called Gomem? So if it's already three wide, I sort of take a little bit more, or is it not, meaning, it's, 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 let me say, let me explain, it's already four deep. But all I'm doing is increasing the width a bit to match the Mashiur? Or is it even the Nakuv? Isn't even if there's just a small hole, he's sort of being chokek in both dimensions to define the errors of the Because in yesterday, it was only I was trying to go in the, let's say, um, in the horizontal plane in one direction. That's what we're doing, chokek in Hashim. The question is, can we go also not just one direction, in two directions in the horizontal plane to make to Michael Kamashim? That's the question. Okay, so the Gemara asks, in Tame Begomen, 
If we're saying begomem, then afilu lamata ma'asara. If we're saying that it is, that we're gomem, so then afilu lamala ma'asara muta. So let's, I'll read Ruch so we can understand the uh, the question. He says that, uh, you know, I'll read uh, inside. So in other words, afilu lamala ma'asara mutar, meaning afilu lamala ma'asara mutar liot poteach v'noel. You need to be able to take the key and then unlock even above. If you say it's not gamum, meaning, how do we define the hole in which you place the key? If it's just in Tamar, if you just say it's gamum, that I can only go in one direction, then to make this keyhole or shusiachid, I need to go in both directions because it's just a keyhole. So, therefore, that area, if it's above ten fachim, would be a makom patur. So, therefore, if it's above, you'd be able to unlock it. Take Rosh Sarabim and unlock it. Hilkach Afabishno Telam Afteach Rosh Sarabim. Even I'm taking the key that's resting Rosh Sarabim and I want to unlock the door, then it's not a problem. So in time, if you want to say it's actually holds Nakuv that we do Chokim Lashlim in both directions, then Nakuv Nami Amachogim Afilu Lamata Maasara. Even below the Asara would be Asur. Okay, meaning Afilu Manula Mata Masa Hashta Rishote Yachid Lohabi. It's not Rishote Yachid. Nonetheless, Nami will still be Asur. Because I'm saying Chokim Lashlim, which we didn't say like this for a caramelit, but there's something that here is before, then that would, that keyhole would have been a caramelit. So let's just explain. Let's say there's a, according to Rabbi Meir, there's a key in Rosh Hashanah Can I use it to unlock the door? The, 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 so it says, if it is defined as, if we say that he says, he doesn't say Chokim Lashlim in the case of Nakuk, it's only one direction, which is, um, begomem, gamum, sorry, then even, then you should be able to lock the door, no problem. Even if it's above 10 fachim from the ground. Because we're not chokim lashlim this to make it a proper shut. So below 10 fachim, above 10 fachim, no matter what, that area would be a makom patur. And I'm taking a key, unlocking the door, and it should be fine. However, if we say that he says chokim lashlim even at a pinhole, even at a hole, then you're going to have a problem of unlocking the door, taking a key from Rishus Arabim and unlocking the physical door itself. Because even if it's below ten fachim from the ground, chokim lashlim, that is considered a caramelit, and you shouldn't take from you're not allowed to take from a shesrab into a caramelit. So you hear the question. So in the natural, once again, well, the question is, Rabbi Mary, is how far does he take chokim lashlim? Is it only one direction or is it two? If it's one direction, then in the case of mafteach, I should be able to take the key from shesrabim and unlock the door because it's one of my kombatur. But if he says I can do chokim lashlim in both directions, then I should be able to take a key from shesrabim and lock the door no matter what. Okay. So the Gemara says as follows. Now I'm going to share some diagrams for this part um, because it's a case of the Gina. So let's go to the top of the page. Sorry, let's begin. So it's Petach, and we're going to use, we're going to solve the, the question from this case. Petach um, Ginot. So you've got an opening of a, of a Gina, which is a Gan Rosh Hashiachid. Sheesh Lahem Beit Sha'ar Mibifnim. And there's a Beit Sha'ar inside it. Now Beit Sha'ar is like the guardhouse. The guardhouse has a dinner Rosh Hashiachid, Nachon. So therefore, therefore you can therefore you can stand in Rosh Hashanah and unlock the door. So the question is, why do I need it? And even a Beit Shar of the Gemara will ask that towards the end of the daf. Meaning, actually, always if the Gin is Rosh Hashanah, what's the problem with taking a key and unlocking it? If, however, it's Mibachutz, if, however, the Beit Shar is on the outside, then Potech von El Mibachutz, and I can stand on the outside now because I'm Rosh Hashanah. I can pick up my key and unlock it. You see already from here that if I was over, if it were the Beit Shah was on the inside, I wouldn't be able to take from Rosh Hashanah and unlock it. Because why? Because 
it's uh, it, which would find in the lock now as a rishus hayachid, effectively, if it's above ten tefachim the ground. Okay, so therefore, already you can see the solution is Rameir says it's kolkakim lashlem bishteit stadim. But let's just continue. Michan Michan, if however this doorway is this bait shard encompasses both sides, then not a problem. I can pick up the mafteach from there and lock up or unlock. Lo Mikan or Likan. However, if there's no petach at all, harazin otelat mafteach or poteach vanol minichavim komo. Now, what does this mean? If there's none, I can't even take it from the iskupa. The iskupa is a doorstep because the iskupa, we assumption is as the end of a caramelet. So therefore, I have to put the mafteach in there already. Reb Chaim says from Erev Shabbos to leave the key inside that door. I can't take it out. I can only unlock and lock. Now, why is this? He says, Dafilu i chokakim. Sorry. Aval imayam. One second. Up, up, up. Yeah. Merev Shabbos. It says, You've got to leave it there. I can't take it out and put it on the ground because on the ground is a din of what? It's a din of a caramelit. Because the manul, the lock itself, has a din of a shusayachidu. Zari Meir says, Chokim Lashmin. Here, you're standing on a caramelit, and there, which says, when talking about Rabbi Meir, was talking about saying, Rabbi Manlok, Rabbi in this, uh, it should be allowed. Lo gazrin and shemiyav yu etzlo. The gzera is not shemiyav yu etzlo, but nonetheless, in other words, before Rabbi Meir says you're not allowed to stand in one and shouldn't open the other because he's scared he can bring the key towards you. Here, there's no should be any concern. Nonetheless, ella iomer b'shiachid imayti legabe abit suderaita. Aval bomed b'karmelit here lo gazrin and di nami mighty lashvu be'alma. The gzera lezera la umbrinan. In other words, the concern is not bringing the key towards you. But rather, what that you're going to be taking from a rishus a caramelit and clicking it into a rishus in, in um you're going to be taking it into sorry you're going to you, start again I'll, I'll make it clear in other words what was Reb Chaim just saying in this whole piece now in other words you have to leave the key in the door okay and unlock it in that way okay I can't have the key on the doorstep because the the lock itself is rishus and if the doorstep is a caramelit I can't pick it up and put it in there. Ah, uh, why can I stand in the caramelit and then uh, and unlock the door? Isn't that standing Rosh Hashanah Mishdamish for Rosh Hashanah? Do not be concerned. You're going to bring it Laviatzlo. He says no, because the caramelit, because the the doorstep is a caramelit, and even if you brought it towards you, it would only be Sundar Rabbanan. And Ein goes ring Gzera Gzera. That's what Rabbi Chaim is saying here. Okay, so that's why in this situation, if there's no Beit Shar on either side, you have to leave the key in the door because if it wasn't sitting in the door, I'd be taking from Rosh Hashanah. Or caramelit and placing on Shabbos. Okay, so but you quite clearly see here that he holds Okay, let's continue. Even if the manul is above ten tefachim from the ground, and I add the we were, so I'm talking out the, the, the round bracket. I'm not sure you have it, so just follow on here. It says so. I'll go from the beginning. If the lock's above ten tefachim from the ground. Because so therefore it's makom patur. skip from. I'm not sure what you have here, but you go to the words mevi mafteach me'erev Shabbos. You can bring the key on erev Shabbos. Add to two words here, but not now. Basically, you can even rest on the ground. meaning by the doorstep, despite the fact it's a caramelit, and I can pick it up and I can unlock the door because the lock itself has a madin and makom patur. So therefore, there's no problem. And you can take it out and put it on the on, on the on the um on, on the mashkof on, on, on top of the lintel. 
Okay. However, imachor shall arbat fachim. If however the chor that you want to place it in is arbat fachim, there'll be asur, because then you'd be taking from a caramelit. I mean, you took the key from the ground on the doorstep, you put in the lock, then you took it out, and you're going to put it in a chor that's rishos uh, So you're going via via the makom to, to to transfer between two rishos. So therefore, what do we see from this whole sugya? Hada amar that it's what not gamum. Change the words. Change two words as I was reading that. So you see quite clearly the fact that Rebbe Meir says that you can't take the key from the Iskupa if there wasn't a Beit Shar and place it in the lock is because the lock is defined as Rosh despite the fact it's just a pinhole. So that must mean he's hoking Lashlim from, from in two directions. So we say, okay, that's now the Gemara asks, let's go back to the first case. I understand why you need the Beit Shar Mibachutz, like in this situation. On the left hand picture on the top. However, Nicha changed the word mi bachutz, tzarech beichar. Then we ask, change the next word, mi bifnim tzarech beichar. Why do I need a beichar on the, in, on the inside? <laughs> in the inside, the Rishos Why do I need a beichar? I mean, standing Rishos Siachid, I should be able to lock the door. What's the problem with Rishuot here? So he says, Lo nimtzu shterishot mishtamcho bereshot echad. Now this is a very interesting answer and Reb Chaim uh, grapples with it a little bit. So I'll read it inside. He says that betmiya, he says, Why do I need a Beit Shar in the first case on the inside to unlock the door in the inside from the Gina? The Gina itself is Rosh Yachid. That is, Because that Gina might have, it might not just be a Gina, it might have houses in it, and have a den of a Chatzar. And maybe the people in the Chatzar didn't do an air of Chatzar. So in order for them to unlock the door, it must be, you know, that that's the, that you need that, uh, you need the, the Beit Shah in front of it to be in its own Rosh Yachid, because you can't carry in the shared Rosh Yachid of the Gina. Now he's got, this is where it gets difficult. It says, for Afal Pish, the Mayur Begina, even though it's a, a Gina, you can say maybe the houses in it. Also, El Shaloni Berachada. But I understand. When it comes to Chatzerot, the Gina and Beit Shah should have the same din. I Meaning if they can't carry in the, the, the Gina, they should be able to carry in the Beit Shah. The old Mayo Il Beitshar, what's the Beitshar achieving here? And he says, Ulai Mishum Shukolechan Mavim Eftoch Me Beito, Ninza Metalta Bechatzer Shelo Irvu, Lechen Yasu Beitshav in Rachsham Afteach. Maybe the whole, maybe the, he said, maybe the whole Terence is, is that it's not, you're right, it wouldn't help to bring the keys, but maybe it's because everyone might have their own key, and you have within this Beitshar like a little uh, hanging locker or something, or uh, uh, you know, one of these key peg things. It says "Welcome home" at the top. That everyone had the little keys. Uh, they, they, you know, they put the little keys there, and that's where they all retrieved it from. But he says it's still, uh, it's still sarichion in terms of what really is this beit on the inside achieving. Okay, so to have a good day. Everyone.